Okay, so let's start. Okay, so as I've told you before, the beginning uh, few lines are always something that is going to tie it into uh, tie it into the day. So this was said on the first day of Sukkot, and then you start the Hemshech where the words are Ritzarech Laha Bar Lael. So if you look uh, in my old book, I have it four lines down in the paragraph. We have to understand, we have to preface it. That through, like we said before, the pagam of mitzvah ase, like we were discussing in the last mimer, we cause there to be a siluk, right, a going away of the or. Now, on the other hand, by doing a mitzvah, <coughs> we're going to cause that the ore is going to go to a place that was not fitting for it. It goes into this klipas and sitra acher. Okay, so now this mimer um, is a little bit more, uh, at least in the beginning of the mimer, it, it takes a different course. It goes into discussing a little bit more um, haskalah. We're going to be discussing a little bit more about the tzimtzum and before the tzimtzum, and because in order to understand what it means that there were ribuy tzimtzumim and all the different things that we talked about in the last mimer, we have to have a better picture of all of these things. Okay, so we're going to start a little haskala here. So it says like this: Amnam lahabim. So on the surface, we have to understand. We said before that the Yenika is specifically coming from a ribuit simsumim, a multiple simsumim, right? That's what we said. Mebechines chitzoynis ha'kelim de malchus. Where is it coming from? It's coming because the, of the davka from the chitzoynis of the kelim of malchus. Okay, so far so good. Nothing scary happened yet. Why? What does that mean? What is he? What is he saying here? What is he trying to bring out? No. Come on, you understand? Um, right. <coughs> if there would be a gili or, it would be impossible for them to receive it. Right. So we said, what happens is, is that there's a tremendous amount of limitation going on here. Right. So on the surface, it's not understood. What's not understood? Right? So the basic question is like this. We're saying that Gilui Or is going to knock, right? It's going to knock out the Klikos. Right? So... How is it possible that Bichlal they should be receiving or and they don't get knocked out? That's the basic question, right? On the one hand, we're saying that or is gonna is going to just basically if you have or, so then uh, the klipas don't have a chance, right? How could the klipas have a chance when you have or? On the other hand, we're saying that they're receiving the or. So why isn't it that the ore that they receive, 
doesn't knock them out completely. That's basically the that's the, basically the thesis going on over here. So he says, just like this. Achayinian, is always the answer. Okay, so he's, he's beginning the answer. He says like this. Achayinian. So the point is as follows. Hine yedua shekol hamshachas gili alokus nimshach ba'elamos who alpin maimer kavamida. Okay, so we have to understand how the system works. By understanding how the system works, we'll be able to understand how the klipas play their part in the system, how everything plays its part in the system. So, to begin with, we have the concept of a, uh, that where is all the ore coming into the system through? It's all coming through the kav, or as it's known, the kav hamida. What does it mean, mida? Mida means measurement, right? So it's a pretty straightforward term, right? The kav hamida. So then he says, Shemoidid medidas ha'oiris v'kelim dikdusha. Now what happens is that this kav basically is a measuring stick which measures out the amount of ore and kelim of kedusha that's going to be fo- going through each part of the system. That's what's going on here. So what does it measure out? Number one, the Indian of Panemius. What's Panemius? <coughs> Panemius would be, what's the purpose of creation? That's the Panemius. Right? What's, what's the era? What, what are we doing here? What, what's supposed to be happening? Chitzonius. is the idea of the world. Right? Because the world is a chitzonius. And then you have the chitzonius de chitzonius. So chitzonius de chitzonius is already the klipas. Hakol kasher lakol nimnad. So everything that there is here is being measured. Alpi maimer kava mida. It's all being measured through this kav. Okay? So this is, this is, l'chor, this is the beginning of the discussion. Now, what does that mean? Okay, so what you have is like this. Before there was a tzimtzum, all you have is oreinsof. Gilui oreinsof everywhere. Okay, so if you have gilui oreinsof everywhere, you can't possibly create anything in that place. It would just be overwhelmed. Right? If you have gilu yorensov in every place that there is, let's imagine uh, I once heard uh, probably 25 years ago or something like that, Yossi Jacobson said a very good marshal. He said, if you can imagine the biggest person in the world was sitting on, on everywhere and you tried to sit down, you couldn't sit down because there's no place for you to sit because you have the biggest person in the world sitting everywhere. Right? In other words, the idea is that if you have the yorensov shining in every place, and the orange of is shining bleak wool without any limit. So then how could you possibly put something in <coughs> that place? It would be impossible. First of all, right, okay, so let's say manifested uh, something. A bird, a person, a house, a world, whatever. It would simply become overwhelmed by the orange of, the gilly of the orange of that's already there. Right? And then he's, what he says here is it's even in the place of Makamachalal. Makamachalal, we're going to see, 
is known as the eagle hagadol. Eagle means a circle, hagadol means a big circle, right? And that's going to be the place where essentially what's going to happen is all of a sudden there's going to be like a vacuum. And the vacuum is going to, so to speak, or maybe not a vacuum, but maybe a magnet. You could use, sometimes I've heard it described one way, sometimes the other way. But essentially what's going to be happening here is that it's going to suck up all the ore. Now, we've discussed this before. You don't only have ore in this place. You also have what? You have what will eventually be kalim over there as well. Remember this whole story? Remember we gave the example of salt water, for example? That in salt water you have, when you look at the ocean, you have all you see is the water. But that's not to say that there isn't salt there as well. So when you take the water and the water becomes evaporated, what's left over? The salt particles. That's what winds up being left over. So what you have in this situation is you have bleakful light in every place, even in the place where eventually there's going to be the tzimtzum. And then what you need to do is you need to, you need to, or Hashem needed to, so to speak, take out the ore from this place. There's a mushal uh, in a theoretical way of what's going on here uh, that Yassi Paltil gives. Mitzad the inyan of shlichus. Right? The idea is like this. That a bacher that grows up in Lubavitch, he's told that every Fabrenian, he's a nothing, he's an ayin, 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 you know, just be bittel, kabbalah soul, ayin. He's in 770 all day long. That's all he's talking about. Ayin, 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 ayin. Then what happens is that he's sent out on shlichus. So he goes to wherever, Idaho, and he's sitting on shlichus with his wife, but he's been told his whole life, ayin, 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 ayin. Then he needs Rabbi Chadakov to call and say, the Rebbe wants you to go and make a menorah uh, lighting in the town. Okay, let's go. Jump, on the, you know, jump in the car and start and go make a menorah light. This is the same concept. What's the concept? While he's in 770, he's overwhelmed by the ore, so to speak, of Hasidis, the Rebbe, etc. Right? It's, it's, it, there's no him. Then all of a sudden, he separates, so to speak, from the source, from 770. So now he's in, he's in, he's sitting right in front of Matul. You have to move a little bit one way or the other. I love seeing Matul's face. I love seeing your face too. No, 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 you can just move, move in. Oh, okay. Right? And now all of a sudden, what do you have? You have, you have, a per, you have the person out there, but there's no energy that's there. Like you have, you were going to see in a minute, you're going to have the eagle goggle, which is going to have a lack of ore, right? So with a lack of ore, you can't do anything. You have kalim, or we call it the kayach ha'gvul at that point. In order, to, in order to create a world what you need is a new infusion of energy into this story, similar to the Shliach in Idaho. All of a sudden, he's sitting out there drinking coffee with his wife, wondering, what are we going to do next? What are we do, supposed to do here? So what does he get? An infusion of energy, right, from, from the boss. And now he can start to create. Now he can start to do. 
So let's see it uh, play out here. Let's go back again. He says like this. Okay, so what do we have here? Haya, it was already orain self. It was already the orain self, right in the state of gilu. Mimale right? It's all filling this entire place, which later on will be the, so to speak, the stage where all the worlds will be. is in a way of bleakwall, right? right? Through the tsimsum. Now, what happens? Like I said before. You have a vacuum that's sucking up all the ore from this particular place, right? Which winds up being an eagle. An eagle means a circle, which is the idea of there's no up, there's no down, right? The concept of a basketball, what's the top of a basketball? You don't have a top of a basketball, you don't have a bottom of a basketball, you just have a basketball. It's a round circle, everything's equidistant from the, from the center, right? Same thing here, you wind up with the eagle hagadol, which is a circular area which so to speak there is no up there's no down there's no higher there's no lower there's no fatter there's no skinnier there's no nothing right it's just an eagle into that now why is it called the kav and chut kav literally means like a ruler right a chut is more like a string which is like a more of a soft ruler right in other words when they would measure different types of areas. They would use a string and they would go like this. How many string lengths are the same idea? So you're going to have now an ore that's going to come in, but it's going to come in in a way of measurement into this, into the, onto the stage, so to speak. This is a limited, so to speak, a limited ore, the world's. Okay, so now you have it, the Eric, the worlds, right? Namely what? What's going to happen here is now, instead of there being just infinite light everywhere, we need to have a limitation in a way that's going to enable us to do specific things, whatever they happen to be, which world, which level, which Matthias that we're going to be bringing into existence, right? This is going to be the makor, it's going to be the source of all the ore that comes. And even the makor of the kalim. So we have to understand what that means. How could it be the makor of the kalim? Right? We said before that the kalim were still there. They were in the Rishima, right? That's what we called it. Well, we didn't say it today, but we've said about it in the past. The Rishima is the, so to speak, the source, what was left over when the ore got sucked up from the, from the makom of the halal, right, from the makom of this empty place, there was left over. The im hiyos de shoresha kelim heim heim mina Rishima. Aye, so he asked this question. This is the question that we just asked. Even though we're saying that what? That the kalim, that their source is the Rishima. So how are you telling me that the Kav is it? But it seems to be a contradiction. So like I told you before, you have the Kayach HaGvul and Kayach HaBligvul. That's all before the Simpson. Kayach HaGvul, Kayach HaBligvul. Okay? Now the Kayach HaGvul which was always existing there, right? Now, all of a sudden, 
becomes the ruling party. It becomes what was left over. So if you have something left over, right, i.e. the Rishima, i.e. the Kayach which will later become known as the Kalim, right? So that's going to be the defining, the defining entity that's going to make the world be the way it is. Into, those, into the Rishima is going to go the Kav of Or, which is going to go through it in order to make the world the way they are. Let's go further. <coughs> Why? Because from the, so to speak, the thickness of the ore, which means that through the ore, becoming more limited, becoming more um, insensitive, you could have a kalim come, a kali come out of it. In other words, what you have essentially is like this. This is the way the whole symptom works. You have a scenario. You have oris or kalim, right? <clears throat> All together. At this stage, the ore is overwhelming the kali. The ore gets sucked up. The keli drops down, right, i.e. that level keli, and becomes like a, a, a magnet to bring down a new, the ore back into it. <coughs> but now the keli is the one that is, the keli is the one that is defining the relationship. And then what happens? The ore comes back down, and you have ore to keli again. Then what happens? Next level down. Ore gets pulled up, the next level Kaylee drops down. It acts like a magnet to draw down the next level of light, draws down the next level of light into it, and now you have Oris and Kalim again. What happens next? Or gets pulled up, Kaylee drops down, Kaylee acts like a magnet and draws down. We see this in the beginning of the Hemshach Renat. It talks about different idea of the Oris with Kalim and how even though the Kaylee looks to be like the lower level, really it sources from a higher level. And because it sources from a higher level, that's why, so to speak, it's able to draw down. What do we have? We have Rav and Talmud, husband and wife. We have, uh, we have the idea of uh, speech and thought, right? We have, in other words, it goes through a number of different ideas where we see it in actuality that the, what appears to be the higher level is searching out the lower level is being pulled into the lower level. The same concept is happening over here. That's what we're talking about over here. So at each madrega, you have oris v'kelim. And at each madrega, you're having a tzimtzum. <laughs> the or is pulled up, the keli drops down, and then the or pulls down, it acts like a magnet to pull down more or. It's almost like the kelim are like, you know those, um, you know what it's like? It's like those, uh, uh, those Russian dolls, right? You're not creating kalim. Kalim are not created. They're always there. But the level of the kali which is there is going to be different. So you know how like those Russian dolls, like you open up one and then you have another. Oh, and you open up the next one, you have another. And you have open the next one, you have another. You have another next one, and another. Like that. Same thing here. You have all the kalim that ever will be. But at 
a higher level, you're not going to be able to see that keli because it's on too high of a level. When the ore comes up, however, ah, now the keli, that level keli can come out. Are you following what I'm saying? That level keli then can come out and now it sucks down more ore. Ah, now you're at this level and it's showing this level keli. Let's say level number 500. If we're going to go higher is, is a higher level, a more sensitive one. So now the ore comes out, right? Four, number 499 drops down, right? With all the other 498, 497, but 499 is the one that is dominating right now. Pulls down the ore that is able to go into number 499, and now you have Oris and Kalim again. What happens next? Then what happens next? It brings up 499 and it turns into 498. Ore goes up. 498 drops down with all the rest of the Kaylee, but 498 is the dominating Kaylee right now. I mean, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit, I mean, try your best to, you know, use your imagination on this uh, one. But, and then what happens? 498 then pulls down the ore that is Shaykh to it, and now we have Oris and Kaylee again. What happens next? Ore gets pulled up, <coughs> 497 drops down with all the rest of the Kaylee, but 497 is the dominating. That's what's happening. That's what it means that there's a Tsimtsum at each level as it's going. Boom, 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 boom. Is there an unlimited amount of kalim? That is a very good question. There is a limited amount of kalim, but they're massive. So how, could like be, how could there be an unlimited amount of levels? I, I didn't say there's unlimited amount of levels. It's just, it's just many, many, many levels of Tsimtsumim <laughs> going on constantly. But all the kalim that ever were will be. That's it. There's no creation of kalim. Or, or gets less, more, whatever it gets, it's much more flexible. It changes the, form. Right, the K, to, to match the Kaylee. Yeah. So the ore that gets pulled back in order to, to reveal the Kaylee, the Kaylee then... Not to reveal, oh, the more it pulls up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kaylee draws, the Kaylee attracts the ore that's on its level. Right, right, exactly. Still, that ore is still was at 1.2 much. It right, so it only attracts the ore that's going to be on that on its level. So it's going to be a lesser amount of ore in Kaylee number 497 than 498. Let's use that as an example. It stays up on, on, the, on the level above, on the level above, whatever that level above is. That's basically what's going on through the entire Seder Ishtashalas. I mean, it's a little bit more complex than that, but that's a, that's a good enough version for us to understand what's going on. Let's take a look at the words. He says like this, <laughs> From the thickening of the ore comes out the keli. That's what the idea. That this kav is a limited, is a measured thing. Because it's in a way of mida limitation and gvul, right? Or ain't so baruchu. Kamashikasu beitzchayim shenimshach b'mida v'mishkal. Like it's drawn down in mida measurement, and mishkal means a weight. Harihu moided medidas kol asfiros v'sfiros. It's going to measure out all the sfiros. Kama yispashet. How much is going to express express itself? B'yumshach or, and it will draw down the or. V'ad po tavo v'sulo. That it'll come until here and no further. That's the idea. That's the concept. 
This is the idea of the measurement of the or. Vakeli and the kelim. Hainu be'eza oifen yumshacha or. In which way the or will be drawn down? Bekama yispashet and how much it will be expressed. Be'achar kach yigbol below yispashet. And afterwards it will become limited and it will not express any more oid. Zehu inyan akli shemekabelas ha'or which receives the light. Namely, the Kli is saying, we're going to go this much and not anymore. Right? That winds up being the job of the Kli. Right? So think about it in terms of, you have Kalim in so many different ways, but let's just talk about it in terms of speech, for example. Right? You have in your mind a lot of thoughts that are going on. Right? But the words that you use are very limited. We're going to say this word and not that word. We're going to try to draw a picture with words, right? The keli winds up defining how the communication is going to go. So even if you have a thought in your mind of being all kind and warm and all this nice energy, right? If the keli is not going to express that, then that's not what's going to be given over, right? The words are, are the keli, and that's what the other person is going to hear. Right, for example. Or, for example, the teacher and the student. As much as the teacher has in his mind to give over to the student, if the student, right, at the end of the day, right, he has a certain amount of keli that the student has, that the student only can understand so much. So even if the Rav is giving over a shir with all these different mafarshim, etc., 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 if the student does not have the keli to be able to receive all those mafarshim, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. No one's going to understand what he's talking about. right? But he's giving it out. It doesn't matter. It's not oris bekelim. That's oris bilti kelim. Right? Because he's just speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, and they're like, what is this guy talking about? You following what I'm saying? So it's a mixture of the two. That's basically the point. Now, this mixture is essentially the same mixture at every point of existence, but it's called by different names. So let's just run through the names, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Before the Tzimtzum, it's called Kayach HaGvul and Kayach HaBligvul. That's what it's called. It's not called Oras and Kalim. So you can make two columns if you want to writing it out, or just in your mind you can imagine two columns. You have Kayach HaBligvul on one side, and Kayach HaGvul on the other side. Now, when you go down a level, i.e. to the level of the Tzimtzum, so now the Kayach HaGvul is called the Tzimtzum, or it's called the Rishima. Okay? Kayach HaBligvul is now called the Kav. You following? Now, after the Tzimtzum, we have the same two energies. We have Kalim, which was called the Tzimtzum, or the Rishima, which was called the Kayach HaGvul. Now it's called Kalim. And then on the other hand, you have Or, which was the Kav, which was the Kayach HaBligvul. But it's just called by a different name. But it's, you, it's doing the same exact function at every level, per se. That's the idea. What's what, what's that function? What's what function? What's the function that they do at every different level? At each level, it's, it's playing its part. In other words, they're always playing off each other. Before the Tzimtzum, you have the Kayach HaBligvul <laughs> is overwhelming the Kayach HaBligvul uh, is overwhelming the Kayach HaBligvul. You just don't see it. That's what it means that it was a makom that is just <coughs> gilioreinsof, that you can't have anything existing there except for just 
you know, infinite light. That's all you see. At the Tzimtzum, right, we had to remove that ore in order to make that the Kali is going to play a part. Because once the Kali comes out, so now it could, uh, it could assert itself. When it was overwhelmed by ore, think about the salt in the water, for example, right? You can't see any salt there. Once you've evaporated the water, now you have salt, right? And then you have the Kav going back in, like the example of the Shliach in Idaho, right? That he needs the energy. Otherwise, he's just a, yeah, sure, he's a Kaylee, but what is he doing? He's not doing anything. He's just drinking coffee by his kitchen table with his wife. And then you have finally the lowest level, which is not the lowest, but the level after the Tsimsum, which is just this playoff of the aura in the Kaylee, which you see as it's going to go down and it's going to play out in different ways. For example, at higher levels, you have <clears throat> uh, one Kaylee for many different ores. And then as it goes over, you could have a, uh, you have more ore than you could have Kaylee, right? That's like still at the level of, of Toihu, right? That was why it was a Shurasa Kaylee. And then finally, you have. Uh, the world of Tikkun, which is the Kali is much greater, and then the war fits into the Kali. Yeah? Um, the, the second level after the Tzimtzum, what is it? The Tzimtzum or the Rishima, sometimes it's called the Tzimtzum, and, or the Rishima, the Rishima is what's left over, as opposed to the Kav. Then next level down, it's called Kali and Or. Right? But it's the same thing. It's just called by different names. They're playing the same function back and forth with each other. All right, let's stop here for today. Please do Chazara. I know it's been a while.